सुनिए सरा गुणा के गा द वर्ड सरा इज सरोवर ओशन गुणा वर्च्यूज फ्लोरल गुणा के गा गा मीन्स ग्रह रेजिडेंट somebody who lives in the ocean of virtues sunya sara guna an ocean of virtues a, a lake a sarovar a pool of virtues they are gaha they are residents they reside in an ocean of virtue by listening you reside in an ocean of virtue sara guna ke ga what are these gun what are these qualities what are the qualities that are most valued the best qualities of mankind compassion humility honesty moral integrity yeah being reliable that anyone says no matter what you can rely on this person this person speaks the truth this person is not selfish they're honorable these virtues guruji says you're an endless pool of virtues when you are somebody who is constantly aware so how does this happen why should meditation give you all of these positive qualities to understand this we have to understand the opposite qualities the worst qualities gurbani has categorized these as the five thieves kaam krodh lobh moh ankar yeah lust greed anger desire attachment ego pride all these sort of things so let's think about these we have all of these right they are like ingrained within us they seem impossible to shake off yeah no matter how much you try like for some reason these things deep are like deep down still stuck within you and because we've lived with them our whole life they're so deeply ingrained with us these have become deep rooted habits and a habit over time slowly slowly habits become addictions so what do we mean by that we're introducing a lot of new terminology here is there a difference between a habit and an addiction what's a habit a habit is something that you do without thinking let me explain let's say you're walking to the kitchen every day and the first time you get a choice what am i going to make i'm going to make a cup of tea or i'm going to make a cup of coffee and the first time you make a choice you have to think about it you weigh the pros and cons you say actually i don't need to have so much caffeine or or i you know coffee is not good for me or whatever you decide to go for tea the next day that decision is slightly easier you still spend some time you think about it you make another decision i had tea yesterday do i need to make tea again today coffee 
Every day, the decision to make tea becomes easier. One day, the part of your brain that requires you to make that decision no longer is activated. That's become a habit. The decision-making process has been happening again and again, and you make the same decision every time. Eventually, as soon as you wake up in the morning, the habit of tea fires off in your brain. Even if you don't need a cup of tea, you go make yourself a cup of tea. That is where habits become so ingrained within you. To the point where if, for example, one day you've run out of tea, it affects you. That's when it becomes an addiction. Whether your body needs the cup of tea or not is now irrelevant. You've been habitually doing it again and again and again. The habit is so deep-rooted within you that you can't function without that habit. Even if you want to give up tea, <clears throat> say, caffeine's not good for me, I'm not going to drink tea anymore, you can't. You keep going back to that. So a habit is something which doesn't require decisions and addiction is something you can't say no to. Even if you want to say no, you can't say no. That is the distinction. That's how you identify something as, a, as an addiction. When you can't actually say no to it anymore. As much as you try, you're addicted to it. That's an addiction. Both of them are actually feel-good factors. Both of them, for whatever reason, allow you to feel a little bit better. Maybe because you've been doing something your whole life, you just do it every day because it just feels a little bit better for doing it. They make us feel important, they make us feel right. Now let's go to your panchor, kaam krodh lob mohankar. They make you feel good, otherwise we wouldn't do it. If we felt bad after doing these things, we wouldn't do it to ourselves. Our body would be saying, our mind would be saying, stop doing this, it's not good for you. If we felt like we were hurting ourselves. But because we don't feel like that, because we actually feel slightly good about ourselves, that's why we keep doing it. They make us feel important. Now just think about whenever you've had an argument with someone, whenever you've really got angry at someone. Ultimately, what you're getting angry about is the other person is wrong and you need to show them that they're wrong. And you focus all of your focus on the fact that they're wrong, but ultimately what you're not focusing on is the fact that you feel right. The louder you scream, the more right you feel. They make you feel right. They make you feel important. And who doesn't want something that makes you feel important? We get value from these things. That's why they're so deep-rooted within us. That's why we hold on to them. They give us comfort. And everyone's looking for comfort. Everyone's looking to feel valued. If society doesn't value, if our family doesn't value us, if our friends don't value us, we can create value within ourselves by doing these things. Creating a victim mentality within ourselves, we feel important. 
So we look for value in our life. We look for comfort. Friends, family, material positions gives us a lot of comfort. This is why they're habits. Guruji wants us to create new habits. Guruji wants us to have Naam as our habit. Wake up in the morning, Naam. Uthat, bethat, sovat, jagat. Yeah? When you're awake, when you're asleep, when you're standing, when you're walking, yeah? when you're sitting, Guruji wants to create a new habit within you. Nam, the bigger picture, the awareness, the sunniye. Yeah? Anytime you get your panch chor, that should be a, a trigger, an alarm that says, the only reason I'm having these panch chor is because I'm not having nam right now. Yeah? That should, we should now turn those panch chor into alarm bells. Every time they happen, it's, it's a reminder. Okay, you're not doing Naam. You're not in Naam. If you were in Naam, you wouldn't have these things. And let's look at Nanak Pagata Sadavigas. The saints, the Brahmgyanis, they're constantly in this state. They're constantly in Naam. And because they're constantly in Naam, they feel always happy, always comforted, always joyful. We're looking for joy and comfort from these Panchjor. The Pagats have conquered them. Yeah, they found joy and comfort in Nam. So we need to realize that there's a new way to be comforted, a different way to be comforted. Except this comfort doesn't make you feel important. This loses your importance. That's why it's a little bit hard to do. That's why we still hold on to the old ways. Because the old ways make us feel important. This one is telling you not to be important. Or in a way, this is giving you the ultimate importance. Rather than being an individual, it says, I'll just give you the whole universe. Rather than just being one person, I will make you divine. I will make you God. Yeah? So there's a new type of experience that we need to bring within ourselves. So let's go back to what we were talking about. Sara guna ke ga. These good qualities. When you're in this state of awareness, of nam, it's not at that point that these good qualities come to you. That's not what it's saying. Yeah? It's not that these things come to you. When you're in that state, those things which are innate within you resurface. Yeah? That's where you reside now. You reside in that sarovar of virtues. Within you is a sarovar of virtues. Yeah? Love, compassion, tranquility, you're born with these things. Babies aren't hateful. They're loving. Even to complete strangers. Because they can't see a stranger from a friend. Only as the child grows do the punch jaws start coming in. The ego, the me, the mind. I want, I'm better. I want to succeed. I want this rather than that person having it. 
So these panchchor, they are something that develop over time. But the guna that's within you, that's already, that's what, that's what the atma comes with. Yeah? It comes with love. Why? Because it speaks the language of love. Pakya pao apar. That's that's what it is. That's what this atma is. It is radiance. It is light. It is compassion. It is love. So the good qualities is not something that happens to you. It's just that you reside in the good qualities and the negative qualities are something that you've now broken your attachment to. You've broken those habits. This is why Guruji says, Gaviye suniye man rakhiye pao, dukh parhar sukh kar le jaye. Kar is an important word there. These things come back home. They're home. They belong there. Happiness belongs there with you. You are not born to suffer. You're actually born with sukh. Suffering is something that happens to you. Sukh is, you are a home of sukh, of peace, of happiness. Sukh kar le jai. Bring that back home. Yeah? It belongs there. That's where this, this guna belongs. And what are kamkrod lob mohankar? Are they residents of your home? No, they are chor. They're thieves of your home. They're a chore is never, you don't live with a chore. A chore isn't somebody, nobody steals from their own house, right? Chore is always going somewhere else. So if they're a chore, if they're a thief, it means that they don't belong in your house. They're stealing from your house. That's why they're called panj chore. Guru Amar Das Ji says, Is dehi andar panch chore vasa. Within this body, five thieves live. Kaam, Krod, Lob, Mo, Ankara. What are they stealing? Amrit Lute. They're stealing the Amrit within you. Manamukh nahi But the mind-facing people, they don't understand this. Koena sune pukara. You're crying out. Hi, hi. Look at my life. Nobody's listening to my struggles. Five thieves are in your house. Amrit lute. They're stealing the Amrit that's already in your house. Anda jagat. Andavartara. The world is blind. And all that they trade and deal with is blindness. The blind is what they deal in. Baj guru gubara. Without guru, there is darkness. The guru shows you that you have Amrit within you. That's why, wake up in the morning, bathe in the Amrit, Amrit Sar Nave. That Sar, Saraguna Kega, is a Sarovar of Amrit. That Amrit Sarovar is within you, bathe within your Amrit in, in the morning. We've talked about this before. This is, this is something I do with my children. You know the game Snakes and Ladders? From Somebody had bought us this Snakes and Ladders game from Amritsar or something like that. And it was called like a Sikhi Snakes and Ladders. 
And what it has, so it's such a beautiful example, all the ladders have a name of something good, like Seva, Simran, and all the snakes have a name in them, and they're like Kaam, Krod, Lob, Mohankar. Every time you get bitten by one of these snakes, you go down. Every time you do a bit of Seva and Simran, you go up. And we play this game at home, and every time it happens in the house, we tell the children, you're not being angry, the angry snake is biting you right now. Because that means that they realize that this anger isn't mine, something is strangling me, is biting me. We say, let the angry snake go. Let the angry snake go. That's not you. You're not angry. The angry snake is biting you. Yeah? The greedy snake is biting you right now. It's so simple for children to identify with these things and they just say, I'm feeling angry. And then over time, if that starts becoming the language within your family, then hopefully they'll turn around and tell you one day when you're getting angry, Dad, the angry snake's biting you. So yeah, you're right. Yeah? But you have to realize that this is not me. I'm not feeling angry. What do we say? I'm feeling angry. You have to change the terminology. Anger is getting me right now. It's, now it's attacking me. And if you could create a system within your family where the whole family is protecting one another from these thieves. The, for, the purpose of the family is that when, it, when they see, look, angry snake is getting mum. Let's all help mum because the angry snake is bite, biting mum. Not that we start shouting at them and we start creating this. Like we have to see it like teamwork. The angry snake is getting dad. Let's help. Let's get them. So we don't provoke the anger. We step back at that point. We say, okay, angry snake is getting you. I don't want to provoke that snake. I want to let that snake go. So that's the kind of terminology that the guru is using. Yeah? But this isn't easy. These panchchor, Guruji also calls them great warriors. These are great warriors. And Guruji says, who is that warrior that has defeated these five warriors? Let me meet that kind of warrior. Jin mil mare panch surbir eso kon balire. Who is that warrior that has defeated the five warriors? Yeah. So these are not like your small time pickpockets. These are professional thieves. Yeah. Well armed. Well prepared. Yeah. The gangsters. <laughs> you know? They're not going to go without a fight. But what is the tool that the Guru gives you? You don't have to fight your Panjchor. You just give them Naam and automatically they drop. Because Naam is a weapon that they just don't have. Naam is a weapon they just can't compete with. They might have guns. Naam is like a nuclear bomb. <laughs> you know, What can a gun do against a nuclear bomb? It just obliterates them. Yeah? Sonia duk paap ka nas. Nas means to obliterate, to destroy. Absolute finished. Yeah? It doesn't just move them along. Okay, come back tomorrow. Tomorrow. Duk paap ka nas. This is the ocean that we live in. 
of good qualities saraguna ke ga and when you have done this sort of deep search within yourself when you found this ocean when you swim in this then you are sheik peer patsha you are the equivalent of sheik is like a within the arabic tradition is like a a chief somebody who is very high high position yeah peer is a scholar or a well respected within the <coughs> arabic tradition persian tradition and patsha king <coughs> a king of kings these are all plural here now yeah you are equivalent to all the sheikhs all the peers and all the padshahs not singular listening one gets to the status of religious scholars spiritual teachers and kings suniye andhe paave ra andhe means the blind Pave ra ra means path. They find the path. They get back on track. Sunye andhe pave ra. The blind get back on track. So the blind are the ignorant. This is what we're talking about. The ignorant ones. Sunye andhe pave ra. This is similar to sunye mukh salahan mand. We talked about mand. people who we who are considered unworthy low bad people yeah even they start reciting muksalahanman those people once they've listened to the guru once they found this thing even they change their direction they start doing namsimran and so this is also talking about the same sort of thing the ignorant get back on track they find the ra ra is singular there's only one path here notice there's only one path it's not saying they become sikhs it just says they find the path the true path taram is about such there is only one taram there is only one such there's only one way to obtain this guru nanak dev ji is only interested in the truth the only one way yeah the the way that applies to every human being regardless of what religion they belong to <laughs> because they have this ocean of of amrit within them that belongs to everyone yeah so if it belongs to everyone then everyone has the opportunity to get back on track to find that ocean sunye andhe paave ra sunye haath hove asga notice here <coughs> some people there's two schools of thought about how you pronounce these words ra with the ankar some people will tell you you must pronounce that most people will pronounce it andhe paave raho haath ve asgaho yeah but according to the rules of grammar and certainly one school of thought it says that you don't pronounce the last vowel yeah So far we've seen so many words with an onkar underneath it we haven't pronounced it just because it has a haha underneath it doesn't mean that we stop pronouncing it yeah So some people will tell you you should pronounce it they will say raho hathwe asgaho some people say that 
the onkar is to identify the singular masculine gram- grammatical rules and they will say sunye andhe pave rah sunye hath ve asgah yeah two schools of thought so hath hove asgah here the word hath does not mean hand hand is a masculine word hand has to have an onkar this is a feminine word and it means to obtain or to understand suniye hath hove you understand asga asga means a deep concept this is how nanak is summarizing the four suniye chapters that by listening you will obtain an understanding of a very deep concept the ultimate deep concept what is the ultimate deep concept ekunkar hath hove it doesn't mean you will obtain it with your hand yeah it means you will understand you will understand something that is known as asga yeah something which is a very deep ocean a very deep concept listening you obtain a deep understanding of something that is almost unreachable asga yeah something so deep that you can't even get to the bottom of it nanak pagata sada vikas nanak says the saints are forever happy joyful suniya dukh paap ka nas